Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for The Man from Toronto. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and this is our spoiler-free review for The Man from Toronto. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at Netflix Canada for giving us this opportunity to see the movie early for review. Before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for today's spoiler-free review is the man from Halifax, Mr. Nate Shelton. How are you, sir? Jeez, gee, I was gonna. Well, now that I'm from Halifax, I guess I'm not allowed to do that anymore. But uh, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, I had a, you know, this movie's this movie's fun. Uh, I had a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a thing we watched yeah. for sure. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Well, before we we run out of toner, uh, let's uh, get everyone up to speed on the man from Toronto. Uh, a case of mistaken identity arises after a screw up sales consultant and the world's deadliest assassin, known only as the man from Toronto, run into each other at a holiday rental. This movie stars Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson. Kaylee Cuoco, Jasmine Matthews, Layla Lauren, Pierce Fode, Giancarlos Canella, and Ellen Barkin. I apologize if I've mispronounced anyone's <laughs> name. Uh, the movie is directed by Patrick Hughes and based on a story by Robbie Fox and Chris Bremner. The Man from Toronto is a Netflix film launching globally on Friday, June 24th, 2022. Um, so, Nate, let's not waste any time let's do this this sort of feels like a bit of a rinse and repeat in my opinion if, oh if I, yeah if i'm gonna right like oh it, no it for sure of, of a yeah. lot of movies of a lot of movies for sure but specifically of movies with kevin hart though too i, I I'm, I'm very specific on that like we think of something like central intelligence which stars him and Dwayne the rock johnson right uh ride along um you know i, I just feel like we we're, we're seeing we're seeing um kevin hart kind of again repeat this the, the past roles that he's played where he's sort of a bumbling fool that gets thrown into a world that he knows nothing about yeah it, it gave me gave me similar vibes to uh, yeah, movies that I honestly think are are better than this one of like Rush Hour, very much Rush Hour feels. Uh, the sure. Three Amigos. Uh, sometimes there's some Austin Powers kind of, you know, sort of where the main character is sort of mistaken for someone else kind of humor. And uh, I, I, you know what? It's it's not like Kevin Hart in the movie is is. There's some funny Kevin Hart moments. Uh, it's very. Kevin Hart <laughs> to you know to, to kind of give a description for anyone who has seen any of those movies before um I do like uh, some of the jokes that are at his expense as well trying to like like they uh, there's a moment where they like immediately rip on his height by having him try to sell like an adjustable pull-up bar um because he's a sale he's a salesman he's a uh, failing salesman, right. salesman uh, yeah, in the movie yeah. and uh and yeah I, you know what i think it was it, it it it's a fun sort of popcorn afternoon uh movie um which we'll we'll expound upon a little bit here but one thing i have to just quickly say and get it right off my chest right off the bat i'm very i'm very disappointed in woody harrelson uh not with his performance so much but just in that he's supposed to be the man from toronto 
but he keeps saying the man from Toronto. And anyone yeah. from Toronto who's who's lived or been near Toronto knows that it's not Toronto, it's Toronto. And the fact that he keeps saying Toronto just kept pulling me out of it. I was so disappointed by that. Well, um, it's like, did he not do his homework or did no one do their homework on this? Well, this was kind of my my issue with the movie. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, Woody Harrelson, absolutely fantastic actor. I like the pairing of Kevin Hart with Woody Harrelson. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I would have casted someone who was from Toronto. Yeah. In, in, for all intents and purposes. I actually would have chosen someone that was either Canadian or... Or from Toronto. One of those two things. It's a bit of a missed opportunity. But again, that that being said, there was something interesting that drew me into this whole wanting to to watch this movie was, you know, you got Kevin Hart and you have Woody Harrelson, right? And you know mm-hmm. with, with Kevin Hart, you're going to get that, that typical, as we said right off the top, that typical Kevin Hart comedy. With Woody Harrelson, he kind of like goes back and forth. So it was interesting to see him, uh, the two of them kind of play off of each other in this movie. Yeah, I did think that um, we were going to get uh, a little bit more than the sort of one note. I mean, he, you know, Woody Harrelson plays, uh, you know, a, a master torturer, torture artist, or you know, like yeah. he's kind of like yeah. an assassin kind of thing. And yeah, and and so I, you know, I thought he definitely nailed that. I did think we there's like there's a certain point in the movie. Obviously, we we aren't going to go into spoilers, but there's a certain point in the movie where I thought the movie was going to take like sort of this interesting twist um, and it's specifically it's just it's during a dating scene is all I'm going to say and I thought we were right. going to go in a different direction genre wise at least for for a, a little bit longer than than they did uh, and I would have loved to see that because I think Woody Harrelson in those moments that's where his character started to really sort of flourish into something that was more than this sort of one note one very note. dark yeah. character and you know I, I think again I bring up Rush Hour and I just you see over the course of just even that first movie, those two mm-hmm. characters sort of um, learn from each other and, and sort of grow in different ways. And we, we do get that a little bit with, with Teddy Jackson, with Kevin Hart's character, but not as much with the man from Toronto, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that to, to, to both of the characters, you know, uh, of Teddy and the man from Toronto, they, they feel very one note, you know, like they yeah. have the character that they're supposed to portray in this movie. I will say, though, that um, Patrick Hughes directing this movie was is a very interesting choice. Uh, he's done movies like The Hitman's Bodyguard, The Hitman's Wife's yeah. Bodyguard, Expendables, Expendables 3. Expendables 3, yeah. Three, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there is some interesting action that takes place uh, towards the end of this movie that I think is 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 actually shot... Fairly well. It it, yeah. it felt very um, um, articulated and, and very choreographed in a way that actually th- the last bit was was fairly enjoyable. I really did enjoy that last thirty minutes of the movie in terms of that action scene. I felt like it elevated up to the level of action that I would have kind of liked to see throughout the entire movie. Exactly. Um, I I feel I felt like and again I get it. Like you want your sort of big bombastic sort of ending and th- and that's totally fair, but. I just felt like, you know, watching it, I was like, oh, okay, now we're getting to the John Wick stuff. Like, now we're getting to that level of of sort of action. And I just feel like, again, if, if, if that's your strongest, you know, foot forward, then, then play that up a little bit more. Because I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, all throughout the movie, we were kind of just waiting 
to get something like that. And and I do feel like they could have done it kind of, a, they could have dispersed that a little sooner. bit throughout or sooner. Yeah. Or, or as I said before, it, it, during a really wonderful date scene, go in that direction, like completely shift our mindset of what the movie is. But that's, that's, I think my biggest problem with the movie is it's exactly what you think it is without even seeing yeah. a trailer. If I just said oh, Kevin sure. Hart, Woody Harrelson, action comedy, this is it. This is what you're mm-hmm. going to get. And, 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 you know, again, for, for better or for worse, that's, that's what the movie is. Um, I think the, it's, it, you know, again, if you're interested in, in the plot, I think the storyline it's just kind of a really silly premise and their justification throughout the plot as it gets deeper and deeper really doesn't make any sense really is you got to like really suspend your disbelief which again for an action comedy movie with kevin hart it's fine you're already doing that that. yeah but but it's just that the movie until that last 30 minute action sequence i just wasn't really surprised by anything i was kind of just like oh oh yeah that makes sense. Okay, here we go. And it just kind of kept going along. Uh, thankfully, the movie doesn't necessarily... Um, it's not too long. I don't think it's... What is it about? It's like, longer. Is it's it? Long, it's, 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 it's under two hours. But yeah. I, I, I honestly believe, though, as, as what you're describing, this is very cookie cutter. This yeah. feels very familiar to other movies that we we have with with hints and maybe sparks of potentially feeling a little different, but never ever leaning so far. And on those notes alone, this movie feels longer than it really should be. You know, there's yeah. there's some lingering moments and some uh, some confusion towards the end. And and the action, if there was more of that action that we were talking about at the end that was interjected throughout the movie, then I probably would have been more uh, okay with the the runtime. But because mm-hmm. not much really happens, it does feel really long, and, and and things things do pick up towards the end. But yeah, it's it's under two hours. It doesn't overstay its welcome. I get I get that like in a runtime, but it feels longer because there's just not much going on, right? Like, yeah, and it it kind of does feel like there are definitely moments as I was watching it where I was just like, okay, like this is a bit padded out. I think there's there's some sort of uh, tasks or, or sort of things that they have to go do. And it's, they don't really give too many reasons as to like why they why? have to go do it. Yeah. it yeah, yeah. Again, the whole thing just sort of even, even like the whole reasoning as to like the mission that they're on really isn't explained beyond just a couple lines of dialogue. And it just, it never got me super invested. And again, I, I think I, I, besides that 30 minute action sequence again I keep bringing it up but that date scene was the most uh, I was invested in I was like let's go I want to see the this character in a different light than I've seen him throughout the entire movie with with Woody Harrelson's man from Toronto and and it it just never happened I don't know I, yeah. I, again it, it's um it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine yeah, yeah I think again as you're saying on paper this this reads very typical it wa- it, it it plays very typical to that, uh, to to what you're expecting based on just who's in starring in this movie. There is one more thing that I I did want to just quickly mention, and I listen. I understand because I was t- I you were like I think we asked me before we recorded this is uh, or before you watched it where I, you were like, is there a lot of Toronto in it? And uh, and I was like, honestly, I think there's like a one skyline moment where we see the CN Tower for like literally half a second, and sure. 
and then I I I thought maybe a little bit of it was filmed somewhere in uh, was it in Hamilton or something or Milton Milton Ontario, Milton. Um, which is cool. Uh, but they're just like I get it. It's not called the Man in Toronto, but I just with the word Toronto in a in a in a blockbuster feature. I, I kind of feel like people are, are expecting a little bit more of that representation. They're expecting not a movie with, with Woody Harrelson that goes all over the world and, and we see different parts of Toronto filmed to, to look like Washington, D.C. I would have loved for them to like base it in Canada. I think that would have been really, really cool to see, to actually get to see, you know, these places explored as Toronto. Toronto never gets to play itself in a movie. It always has to play somewhere else. And when you've got a, a character that's literally called the man, when the movie is literally called the man from Toronto, I just, maybe it's a, a little bit uh, wrong for me to to look at it this way, but I just kind of wanted a little more Toronto yeah. than we got. I think you I think you, you nailed it, though. It, it's the man from Toronto. It's not the man in Toronto. I know. Um, but that being said, yes, there was a large part of this movie that was shot in Toronto. There is a museum in Toronto called the Aga Khan Museum, uh, mm -hmm. which is is just uh, on the way entering into the city. It's it's beautiful. It's it's uh, made of like almost like a white tile uh, that was featured in in this uh, movie as as a as a Washington building, and, yeah. and much of of much of Toronto's landscape is featured in this movie as Washington and I use air quotes around it because if you're from Toronto you'll you'll recognize the highways and all that but the reality is is that yeah like it it's the man from Toronto and I would have thought that we could have seen a little bit more of Toronto and like the streets of Toronto and actually have it be Toronto almost like how we got a lot of Toronto in Turning Red. Uh, right, which is that, <laughs> based in Toronto, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's based in Toronto. And, and you know, his home base, like um, Woody Harrelson's, the man from Toronto's home base is in Toronto. So that's, that is the skyline yeah, but we shot get to see the, it up. But we get yeah. to see a skyline for half a second that probably wasn't actually like a real skyline shot. And then we get an inside of his like Airbnb. It's honestly, it's not... <laughs> It's nothing. It's nothing. It's so yeah. like again. I, I I don't think that should necessarily dox the movie too much, but it's just one of those things where I was just like, ah, like it, you have such an opportunity there, and it's just yeah. I don't know. As a, as a Canadian yeah. critic, I would have loved to have seen a little more. Sure, Toronto. sure. I I think though too. I think again back to my note about maybe actually casting someone from Toronto. Uh, a yeah. Toronto actor, or you know, you know, Patrick Hughes has worked with uh, Ryan Reynolds. He's Canadian. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Why not put yeah. him in? Why not put him opposite Kevin Hart? That would have been that would really have been, interesting. That would have been interesting. Yeah. That would have been interesting. They both would have been very typical in their typecast roles, but at least in that in that sense, you're leaning into into it. And I guess you know, Woody Harrelson has to be more of the straight guy, while you know, uh, Kevin Hart is the comedy, so you can't really have the two competing. But look at how the Hitman's Bodyguard turned out with Samuel Jackson right. and Ryan Reynolds really kind of acting off of one another. One's more yeah. intense than the other, but they still they still lean into their typecasted roles. I again, I have no problem with Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart or Woody Harrelson being Woody Harrelson. It's just make the story interesting. Make it at least uh more enjoyable because a lot of this just felt very rinse and repeat for me. So uh I think with that we have gone from Toronto and back. Let us wrap this up 
with our final thoughts and our rating, which will be uh, out of one to five men from Toronto. Nate. All right. Um, again, it's it's a fun popcorn movie to to pop on if you don't really have better versions of this movie available, which you probably do. Um, I, I Again, it doesn't do anything to surprise you. Like, if you're thinking, hey, I'm going to watch a movie with Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson in it, that's what you're going to get. And it's... That's what it is. I think the the it has a few moments of potential to become something more than it is, and it doesn't ever really try to get there. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's not. It's not awful. I didn't like regret sitting there watching it. It didn't feel like a waste of time. Um, but it just didn't do anything to surprise me. Be you know to get me to a place where I was like that was different enough, or that was you know, uh, worth more than a three. So I'm going to give this movie a three out of five Toronto mans. Jeez. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I have very much the same sentiments as, as we've basically unraveled in this, in this review. Uh, this movie does feel overly typical, a very rinse and repeat for both Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. It feels like they are just playing very typical roles that they've, that they've known to, but it doesn't go any further. And, and to your point, the movie does try to maybe push it a little bit more but it never really leans into anything confidently it just kind of leans on the fact that they have kevin hart and woody harrelson and you know a subpar plot and 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 even just the idea of how this story is you know this case of mistaken identity that involves a down on on your luck dude that is so typical of kevin hart because he's played these characters before and he's thrown into a world he he knows nothing about and learns a few things along the way while helping his, you know, once villain, you know, once antagonist, now friend, you know, kind of discover a little bit more about himself and basically turn him from antagonist to protagonist as a, you know, as he finds himself. Like it just, it feels very familiar to other movies that we've gotten in the past and not overly inventive. I will say the best part of this movie is the last 30 minutes with those action scenes. And that's probably what is saving this movie for me uh, in, in a lot of cases. Cause I, if, if it didn't have this, this would probably be a two and a half or two yeah. out of five. Yeah. But because of those action sequences, because of that choreography and the investment in it, I, I'm going to give this movie as well a three out of five uh, men from Toronto. You mean um, Toronto? Toronto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Toronto. Sorry, from Toronto. Don't yeah. don't Say become right. Woody Harrelson on me here, Justin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm shorter. I know I'm shorter than you, but come on. <laughs> well, just like Kevin Hart, this review was short and sweet. And with that, we hope you enjoyed this spoiler-free review for the man from Toronto. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your own thoughts on the movie, uh, and maybe you enjoyed it more than we did, well, you can reach out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. But if that feels like you're being tortured by a mysterious man from a foreign city... You can reach out to us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies and TV shows and games, including our spoiler-free review for Spiderhead, another Netflix movie that is available now for you to listen and available on Netflix for you to enjoy. Uh, we also have our spoiler-free review for Disney and Pixar's Lightyear, as well as our interview with Lightyear director Angus McLean, producer Galen Sussman, and composer Michael 
Giacchino. Those those episodes are up right now for you to enjoy, as well as our uh, interview, or sorry, as well as my interview with Miss Marvel directors Adil and Bilal, who directed episodes one and six of that show. And speaking of Miss Marvel, we currently have our watch clubs for both Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan well underway with new episodes breaking down every moment filled with speculations dropping every Friday. This week we'll be dropping our our watch club for the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale, which will be dropping later this week. Finally, we also have our weekly This Week in Geek episodes every single Wednesday where we bring you the latest news and trailer reactions. However, it's been a very busy past couple of weeks with interviews and reviews, which we are incredibly grateful for, uh, which means we haven't recorded one for a couple of weeks. But our last episode is still a banger uh, where Nate, Darcy and I discuss all the incredible reveals from Star Wars celebrations as the two recant their own live experiences there and share some insights on the trailers that have yet to be released so go give that a listen and leave a five-star review if you don't mind all right man from halifax we're done all right man from toronto (laughs) i guess i'm from toronto yeah we'll say that (laughs) thanks for joining me for this review man and as we say love ya peace peace